so it's called I'm All Ears. Yep. Yeah, it's on now. Yep. Uh, testing out the sound. <laughs> the guest needs to do the heavy lifting. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a bit like what Josh Earl does. He asks you to tell... tell uh... Oh, okay, mate. None of my ideas are original. <laughs> nah, I'm good. Hey young guys, Solo here. Uh, another episode of I'm All Ears. Uh, this one was recorded a couple of months back with Dane Roy. Super interesting story, uh, but there are a couple of references here to things of the past like air travel and things like that. But uh, over to you, Solo, to kick it off. Welcome to another episode of I'm All Ears. I'm one of your co-hosts, Solo or Ben Searle. Haven't haven't stuck with a nickname or real name yet. And uh, I'm, as always, I'm joined by... Me, Goxie, who can commit to my sur- <laughs> I always said surname, uh, nickname. Uh, and we've got a very special episode here, fresh off the plane. We have former University of Houston college football punter, Dane Roy. Thanks for joining us, Dane. G'day, Goxie. G'day, Sulo. Thanks for having me. I'm fresh off the plane. and um, Any I'm, jet lag, mate? No jet lag and no coronavirus. Oh, oh most yeah. importantly. That, that might be topical <laughs> when this get aired. Although it is a, it is a Sunday, we might... Uh, <laughs> might delete a few coronaviruses Yeah, later. dangerous time to be a, a corona. <laughs> if it, hopefully we can get this app out quick enough that enough time has passed that everyone yeah. forgot what that was yeah it's either going to be like in a month coronavirus is going to be pretty big and taking over yeah, the world right. or everyone's like oh yeah it's gone the way of Ebola and SARS and like yeah bird flu. it's going to be the the Coney remember yeah. Coney yeah. it's hard to know it's like is this the big one is this yeah. it <laughs> is this what ends the world <laughs> uh, but we were just chatting before uh, as I often tell guests uh, save it for the pod uh, <laughs> when we chat too much no but you're telling us about your uh Flight schedule for for defeating jet lag. Can you tell us about that? Well, uh, I don't usually get too much jet lag anyway, because like the whole trick is if you if you land in the morning, you want to like try and get as much hours sleep on the plane possible. But sometimes it's pretty hard to sleep on a plane, especially if you're mm. six foot seven and you're uh, you're not in the pointy end. Hello. <laughs> so um, if you can't get enough sleep, you, you land in the morning, you just got to push through. Like yeah. you have your worst day as your first day and you're going to be tired. You just push through. The worst thing you can do is nap because if you nap, you could nap for too long. And then you're up till three in the yeah, morning. And then, then you the can't morning. get to sleep yeah. and you use up all your sleep. But so what I usually do is just push through and then go to sleep at like nine, try and wake up at like eight or something. Like 11 hours sleep gets me through. And that usually sorts me out. But um, I recently went for a, a float in a, uh, a sensory deprivation tank, which is like <laughs> seven foot or eight foot wide, uh, long by about a couple of body lengths like sideways. So yeah. it's, a, it's a really big bath and I can lay in there. I'm a big guy. I can lie in there and not touch the ends from, <laughs> I, uh, from both I, sides. I love how you've got a mixture of just like part... part mad dog like yeah push through yeah but also part but here's another thing you yeah. can use if if you aren't a mad dog you know because that's always the like the mad dog thing is like can't get you know those sayings where yeah, like, yeah. can't get hung over if you if you don't if you, stop if you drinking keep going yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't get sick i get even so. yeah, yeah. So, you've yeah. got a bit of both there i love yeah. that yeah you gotta you gotta have like your system in place you just in case so uh yeah i did a, 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 a sensory deprivation float it goes for an hour you're in about 10 inches of water which is like 30 centimeters of water for um for yeah, an hour and uh, in the water is mixed in 500 kilograms of epsom salts and some mag- mag- oh, magnesium yeah. and um and if you know much about your body like you'll float 
on the Epsom salts, like the Dead Sea, and the magnesium is really good for your body, like recovery and helps you sleep. Yeah, I only recently found that out about magnesium because I am not in the best shape, but I've been doing powerlifting lately. Powerlifting, yes. And my girlfriend has like been spraying me with this magnesium spray. And it's like the best. It's like I've been... is that like when you do something bad and she sprays? Yeah, no, yeah, it's like do a that. cat on the counter. <laughs> <laughs> but the the magnesium is like a revelation. It's great. Yeah, well, I've got some uh, obviously really good help back in uh, Houston for like strength and conditioning and nutrition, mm. and the nutritionist would give us all like magnesium pills to like help us out like with sleep and um, other things but the magnesium pills they're like horse pills like they're huge yeah. <laughs> and I was like hey mate like I'm struggling to, to swallow these pills can you help me out here and he's like put it in oh. some ice cream or something yeah. he's like oh maybe um, if you if you have this and it was like an effervescent tablet like Barocca or ah, something right. like that and um, I was like yeah beauty mate so I grabbed some of them but the worst thing about magnesium if you have too much you end up uh, on the toilet not long after ah gotcha so that's if you ingest it yeah but the good thing about it is the float it's just you naturally just lying in the um the the bath you're um like it it's literally just hovering like you're on hovering in the uh, in the, the bath and it's really cool and um it's about 35 degrees, which is the temperature of your skin. Mm. But your in- internal temperature is a bit uh, warmer than that. But it's like you don't even know the water's there in the end. Yeah, I did one a little while ago, and it's a, it's a, quite a bizarre feeling. Yeah. Like, and a, and a particularly for the first, I guess, like maybe 10 minutes until you really get into it. Yeah. It can feel like a very strange sensation. Yeah. I made the mistake of uh, I'd been working the garden the day before, and I had these little nicks and cuts. Oh, you so would have felt that. I got in the salt. It was like ah, <laughs> the first couple of minutes. But your garden looked good. That's yeah, the main, I mean, that's <laughs> the main thing. <laughs> you know, saying no pain, no gain. Yeah, yeah exactly. Good garden. Your senses were de- deprived. <laughs> yeah, you're set. You had a good sleep the night of as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. I just want to say full disclosure. Um, hearing about you not having jet lag. It's not good for me because I've never been out of Australia. Really? And that's all I've got is when people have gone away and say they've got jet lag. I'm like, yeah, well, sucked in. You should have stayed here, <laughs> yeah. mate, you know? But, uh, so you had the, the travel experience and you got no jet lag. That's yes. like a double duck, you know? And I saw Kevin Sheedy on the plane. Oh, right? my God. Oh. Yeah. Well, what do they say? Good things coming through. <laughs> so I... Um, was, was he Is he trying to set up a, a franchise in, in Texas? Uh, no, he was coming back from LA. That's where the plane came from. And um, he, was, he was in the same area as me. Right. Like, I was like, hello, you're an economy ex as well. I had to pay the extra because I wanted the, yeah, the leg, leg room, room and yeah. stuff. And... So then he got to his seat and there was a little kid sitting in his seat and he's like, ah, that's, I think that's my seat. And then his parents were next to him. Oh, well, um, the airline stuffed up, but we're all meant to be sitting together and he's sitting over there. Could you sit there instead? (laughs) And then people around like, geez, you know, this is Kevin Sheedy. Yeah. You can't ask Kevin Sheedy. Bit of respect. He's like, especially sitting in the in a window seat. He's asked for an aisle deliberately. Yeah. So then Kevin's like... He's an older man. He's got to get up. He's like, really? You want me to sit in the aisle, in the window seat? And then uh, the kid's like... <laughs> and then their dad was a bit awkward. He's like, oh, do you know who this is, son? <laughs> and then obviously, no, you haven't. Because you've never told your son about Kevin Sheedy in your yeah. life. But uh, in the end, Kevin sat in that window seat and then after about an hour, he got up. This is a 15-hour flight, by the way. Yeah. After about an hour, he got up and he went to the bar because on Virgin flights, there's literally a bar you can sit at 
Wow. And get drinks made. And he, I, I found this later, out later when I have a chat to him at the baggage claim. And yeah, old old mate Kevin was like, yeah, I, I'm a member of the um, the Virgin Club or whatever. Mm. That's not the club you might think of. <laughs> it is. But, um, yeah, I'm nicking that for myself. <laughs> he's um, yeah, he's a member there, and so like he was allowed to sit down at the bar. Just showed his car, and then got chatting with the stewardesses, and they're like, "Oh, there's a seat here at 15F or whatever." And we're all the way up back at 23. So I was like, that's, that's in a good area. That's in like premium economy. So he managed to get in a premium economy <laughs> seat because the little kid wanted to sit with his parents. I would have just said, mate, let the dad or the mum sit in that aisle seat. Yeah, good, yeah. good to see Sheeta using, uh, you know, like some Essendon type trading. I think, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty Very good. Niche, uh, he was like, out. all right. <laughs> It was like the good karma, bad karma thing. Like, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a firm believer in good karma. Like he did the good karma thing with like, all right, you can have my seat. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like you want to sit with your parents. It's a long flight. You can have that. Maybe something good will happen to me later. And yeah. it did. He got a nice seat out of it. So. And I reckon like he really tested how far the like, you know, like hero in your home country. Yeah. Does that work on the other side of the Pacific? <laughs> well, the lucky thing was that the... The stewardesses, and the, the, are you allowed to say stewardess? I'm going to allow it. Oh, the flight attendants. Yeah. They, uh, they knew. Oh, you, you've been cancelled on the Amalia's <laughs> podcast, mate. <laughs> the, the flight attendants, they, um, they knew who he was, so they were like, I'm guessing they were like, yeah, you can sit here. And I'm sure if the pilot heard it, he would have made, I've got a spare seat next to you. You can yeah. fly it if you want. That's great. Football royalty. <laughs> See, my version of this whole story would have just stopped straight away because. I just hate confrontations. I would have just copped whatever seat <laughs> oh, that, I'm giving. That's my seat, okay. <laughs> yeah. But, um, all right, mate. So, um, like I said, college football partner, can you tell us a bit about how this came about, mate? Like, tell us the Dane Roy journey story. As I take a drink of uh, <laughs> high-quality H2O, it's um, it's a, it's a weird story. It uh, It's got a lot of starting points to it that all just turned into one thing like I'll throw back to about April 2015 I was at um, Richmond Central's the Snakes down at Kevin Bartlett Reserve up the Snakes (laughs) bloody Snakes are great (laughs) coming off a uh, disappointing grand final against the Northern Bull Ants in um, well now I think they're Northern Blues actually yeah Northern Blues Blues, um, they beat us in 2014 gentrification gone mad (laughs) (laughs) they're red as well what's with that so we'd call them the Northern Colours because they didn't know what they wanted to be that's kind of a classic Aussie thing like they're blue but you call them red you know like redheads bluey there's been a <laughs> There's been a few of those um, that have gone by the wayside, some of those cool logos, because there was um, Casey Scorpions and now Casey yes. Demons. I love those. Because like- the Springvale team, Springvale Scorpions, yeah. I think they were that, and they... they- they were wore that back in the nineties. Well, back in I there. think one we both like is uh, the Sandringham Zebras. Yeah, Sandy Zebs that aren't even black and white. Yeah. <laughs> I guess because Eddie Maguire wouldn't allow it. But anyway, uh, name name one Sandy Zebs player just off the top of your head from back in the day. <laughs> I, was I, gonna, mean, I wouldn't have an idea. Nick, yeah. Nicholas Sortner. I don't know why I remember his name. He was like full him. forward. He just like always kicked big barrels. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, back to the story. We we're um, yeah, April 2015. Uh, Carlton Draft. Love a good drop of Carlton Draft. They were uh, had a barrel time competition. I didn't know much about this, and one of my not mates... the just sorry to interrupt you. Not the the comedy page Carlton Draft. This is like no, this is literally <laughs> the actual beer. The yeah, uh, yeah. amber fluid, the liquid gold, the um, 
Yeah, the beer you want to drink. Uh, my mate, who uh, I think he's the president of the Richmond Central's club now, Travis, old um, tractor, he tagged me on Facebook. There was a, a competition, like, enter here if you think you're a long kick or whatever. And he said, you should enter this. And I was thought to myself, I should enter this. I am a long kick. So I did. I got an email a couple of days later saying, yeah, the uh, tryouts are at the uh, ANZ. Is it ANZ? No. What's the Collingwood? Holden Centre. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was at the Holden Centre next to Amy Stadium, Amy Park, whatever they call that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Saturday morning, 9.30. So I get there Saturday morning, 9.20, pouring with rain. Billy Brownless <laughs> is there wearing a raincoat. And um, we're like, all right, let's, let's have a kick. I warmed up a bit. Turns out there was a punter there who played at Texas Tech. Like, he just hadn't ah. gone to Texas Tech yet. So, like, like uh, it's really funny, like, if you take a picture of us two there, in a couple of years' time, we're going to be playing college football against each other. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, it was just really random as well. Well, I've, so. been, a, I've been along to a couple of Fox footy ones. Yeah. The tryout for the kick across yeah. the Yarra. But I was like... The first oh, Alex Bland. He yeah. Was, he was in it this year. He was at Oregon State. Well, I went along just thinking, you know, I'm just a fan. I just yeah. like having a... Having a rip a kid you know yeah. giving it a crack but there was guys there there were, there was quite a few linked up to colleges and yeah, stuff it's yeah it's pretty cool um so yeah 9 30 pouring with rain get ready for a kick i think it started at 10 um but probably what helped me was that because it was going to keep raining and the balls were really going to be like bad a couple mm. of hours in so I, I got a kick off i think i kicked like 54 meters and i was like oh is that really going to help but it yeah. was into the wind, pouring wet day. So it was actually not a bad kick. Like, move the ball forward, just get into the 50. So, um... But this was just trials, right? Just to trials. get to the day. Yeah, so there's you know like what the cutoff was? was I it? don't know what the cutoff was. I think it was depending on how people were ranked. And mm -hmm. because, like, that day was terrible weather, I probably was one of the top-ranked guys. Because, yeah, by the end of the day, the balls were, like, rock hard, and then the wind was just terrible. So, mm. bit of luck there. Got an email a couple of weeks later saying, oh, you made the top 28. And I was like, that's a random number of top 28. Yeah. <laughs> but they had a system in place. They had 14 one-on-one -on -one matchups for the next 14 weeks. And they're like, yours is in round 23 when Richmond are playing Kangaroos in 2015. So we're at, fast forward to then, the last one-on-one -on -one matchup, we're at Etihad Stadium. I think Colonial Stadium, they call it now. <laughs> so um, we're at, uh, right there. I've got all the Richmond boys there and then... The guy I play against, he has a kick first up and he shanks it. And I was like, all right, so I smack a 61-meter barrel. And then his next kick, he shanked it. So the guy's like, oh, you've won. You don't need to kick it. But if you do hit one of the barrels, you win 100 slabs for your footy club. And I was like, well, you don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> that was kick. a big weekend for yeah. footy club. So I kicked it and I missed, missed the barrels. It went 66. So that was like, all right, cool, win. <laughs> then um, a couple of weeks later, I was in a, one of the prelim finals that we would call it in America. They called a semi-final. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they were uh, that was against I think Hawthorne and Adelaide in that build-up of the final. There, Hawthorne kicked a few goals in a row, and I was playing against three guys, and then the same thing happened. They went bad kick. I kicked a nice one. They went again, shanked it, and I'd already won before my last kick. So then I had another try and it didn't didn't do too good, but I still won. And then you got to the grand final. It's a uh, Hawthorne versus West Coast, I think. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah, they smacked yeah. them, like yeah, West yeah. Coast were like, "Did you even arrive?" Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, like Hawks kick five goals that quarter, and I'm in the underneath the, the stands trying to warm up because you don't even get a practice kick. Like, so the siren goes, you're running out there. It's one of the best feelings ever. You've got 100,000 people there just like cheering. Obviously not for you because like you're just one of the sideshows things that's happening. Hawks have kicked five goals and everyone's like, oh my God, we're going to win one of those illustrious premierships we haven't won in so long. <laughs> Stuff for Hawks, mate. <laughs> but, uh, oh, they were uh, yeah, running out there and they're like, all right, we've got this kick comp. One of the, the kid who uh, kicked it first missed it. Bad, bad kick. Next kick was by an old guy, Hayden Bergiel. He was from uh, Mafra. It's like one millions of premierships out there for the boys but um, we actually got friendly after that because he started with pro kick as well uh-huh. he missed a bad kick and then I come up and I just shank one but it's the it's the biggest kick it was like 55 metres and then I was like cool hey I could win this and then the next kick the guy goes back to the start and he shanks it again I'm like he's mate go home you're done like you yeah. can't win that and then I was thinking well if he misses this kick I win by default like, like terrible kick but we still win and then he he winds up and kicks it 66 metres. And I was like, oh, my God. And the crowd's going nuts as well. It's a big spiral. Massive Barry. Barry Crockett's up there, mate. And then I was like, oh, my God. I thought I was going to win. And the crowd's going nuts. I'm like, all right, calm down, calm down. I've got one more kick. And Here comes I, a big dog. And I line up. And then the guy's, like, talking. I think he didn't want me to kick it yet. But I, I wasn't listening to him. The wind's in my face. I'm like, how am I going to kick this over 66 metres with the wind in my face? And then as I was saying that, the wind stopped because my grandpa up there, he stopped the wind for me. So that's like, I like to say that. (laughs) And then I'll just go. And apparently he's like, not yet. But I went and I just hit it. As soon as I hit it, it's like you you hit it. Like in golf, any other thing, you hit it so sweetly. You're like, that is going. And it just kept going and going and going. I think it hasn't come down yet. (laughs) No, it it went 73 metres. The crowd went absolutely bananas. That's a footy kick version of when people get a big fish and it grows every week. (laughs) Yeah. But I like to say it went 81 feet or, or yards or whatever the yeah. the, the conversion mm. is. It was 81 yards, yeah, 81 yard kick, and um, that's huge. That was yeah. massive, and mm. yeah, that that pretty much changed my life because I won five grand. I won five grand for the Richmond Central Footy Club. I got a free trip to America, and I got to punt with Ray Guy, who is the I think he's the the only punter in the Hall of Fame, and um, I got to just like put myself out there to college football so I went to America and saw how big college football was it was bloody massive like we're yeah. at, I'm at a casino and there's all these TVs with a different game on and in the games there's like these crowds are packed in when like, people's like you often you hear, you hear people talk about life changing moments and it's a bit exaggerated but if that prize didn't include that or if you I probably hit that kick yeah Exactly. This doesn't happen. You probably don't. And you it's, can. It's cra- yeah. It's crazy that that all started with your mate tagging you yeah. on yeah. Facebook or yeah. something. So cheers, yeah. cheers, Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people uh, say focus on the bad stuff on Facebook. Well, let's let's focus on the good stuff. You know? Yeah. It, but it's crazy to sort of realise how big college football is. Like I only realised it. It's a billion dollar industry. Yeah. And pretty much these uh, college footballers, you could say, they are underpaid. Because a lot of people don't have scholarships. Like, majority of the team do. The others, they have to pay their way on. And if you think about all the work you do, it is... You're not getting a lot in return. Mm. They say you're getting the experience, you're getting an education. But it's literally at the time, like, 
there's a lot of sacrifices, mate. There's so many sacrifices. Mm. And if you can turn that into something for yourself, then obviously you're smart and you've done something. But a lot of people just come out of college and finish up. So, yeah. so can you um, just like briefly give us a quick rundown of um, from that day yep. up until when you began with Houston? Can you just a brief kind of like what, so what's involved with... As soon as I finished the... Um, Barrel time. I worked with uh, Pro Kick Nathan Chapman. Yeah. Is that here or yeah? There? Yeah. That's here and based in Melbourne. So we don't have a, like an actual base. We just jump from like uh, football ground to football ground to soccer ground, whatever. Whatever's available. Whatever's available. Yeah. That's whichever, awesome. whichever place doesn't kick us off. We're based <laughs> out of Box Hill at the moment, but uh, that floods a fair bit. Yeah. So um, <laughs> yeah, they got to do the water. Oh, I'm sorry if they come across as a nasty laugh to anyone in Box Hill that gets flooded. It wasn't like a sucked in laugh. It was just Box like... Box Hill was on a pretty high area, but they're in like a low valley area where the Box Hill Rugby Club is. But yeah, I, I learned how to punt there because he's like, I don't want to send you to Ray Guy if you can't punt and don't want to embarrass yourself. So I just yeah. got the basics. And then uh, that was in December. Came back and then I was like, all right, I'm giving this a crack. I want to do this. What do I have to do? He's like, all right, do this, go to the gym, blah, blah, blah. You'll be good. How, how much of a like mindset change was it going from AFL to being able to punt? Like, is it, how different is it? Or is it the same mechanics? Uh, it's pretty similar. Like the whole leg swing's pretty similar. Uh, you don't definitely don't want to do what Matt Suckling does and swing across your body because mm. there's a lot of power that is like missing when you hit the ball. So you want to be like pretty straight and up or upright like a robot. But mm. like the whole, it's, it's pretty much about the ball drop. If you can drop the ball the same spot or the ball presentation as some coaches like to say, if you can drop it in the same spot every time, then you're going to be more consistent and like find that exactly the same ball, which is what the coach is like. Mm. Well, I guess like, like I was going to say like a lot of, Victorian blokes but I guess well I'm from Brisbane yeah I should say like a lot of Australian blokes yeah apart from Queensland New South Wales you yeah. grew up playing footy footy yeah so you're used to yeah I'm used to kicking the ball but, so. but I was going to say you're used to kicking for a particular reason which is yeah. used either to find a teammate or, or to, to clear it or to go for goal right yeah. if you're a forward but then so the big difference would be you're not doing that all of a sudden you're not looking for a person yeah. are you you're just booting it as far as you can sort of thing as far as you can you still need to be like in direction because like if you tell your teammates you're kicking it to there and they run over to there but you didn't actually kick it that side it's over <laughs> yeah. there and you have to make that tackle <laughs> which didn't happen to me too many and, times um, <laughs> can you can you be uh, honest um, I know you you've probably come to respect the game yeah. a lot but can you be honest at that time we, did you still have the classic Aussie like Oh, too many pads and too slow and a lot of that. Did you? No, I still think there's too many pads, but like, if, oh. <laughs> just because like it's the game has developed into what it has. But if you go back to when they started, they were wearing like leather helmets with like what the rugby players were wearing. Mm. Yeah. So somewhere along the line, someone's like, "Hey, if we put helmets on each other, like big ones, we could run into each other with our heads mm. and be good." Yeah. So someone made that hasn't turned out someone well. made a bit yeah. of an error on that yeah. <laughs> when well, they were doing that. I played a couple of seasons in Brizzy ages ago, and I was still really sore. The way I saw it was, they're often they're in your like your vitals if that's yeah. the right thing, like sort of the head, yeah. shoulders, shoulders, and then, knees and, and toes. Then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, you had knee pads, thigh pads. Yeah. So it's like I've, I've seen some hits from helmets on the knees, and you're like, oh my god, if that happened to me, I would be done. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, like, so the helmets do more damage sometimes than good. Yeah, I just, I see it. I was like, I, good work, guys. That's not the position for me, but uh, all the more to you because that is some really massive stuff. And, but was there a little bit of a change of your, your attitude? Where it's like, now I don't have to. No, I don't have to think of this game as I did before. I've got to yeah. take it a bit more. Yeah, seriously. exactly. You learn every everything you, all the experiences you go through, you learn about it. And um, yeah, I didn't know too much about uh, American football before I went over there because, like, I had the opportunity to play um, Madden a few times on PlayStation, <laughs> and I declined the offer. But what? And what about the movies with the? the <laughs> Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. And, yeah. they, and they had that like the the stud quarterback. Like, yeah. That's how we a lot of us know of college football. Is the that's pretty much it. You don't really have many stud players anywhere else other than like maybe a tight end or um yeah they're like the quarterbacks like a the star yeah the, the star, the star yeah. of the show pretty and, much it's or the punter yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting about the punter position because I guess <laughs> a lot of Aussies go and do it yeah because I guess it to American kids it's not the glamour position like a quarterback yeah. or a tight end or things like that so I guess there's not a lot of there are a lot of guys you're competing against went to go to punting positions in from the states yeah like um, you're, you're skinny guys that can't really play another position <laughs> yeah they're, right they're okay. getting angry that we're taking their scholarships or something like that I'm like well if you did the job properly in the first place <laughs> yes. I say, it's like the whole Uber and taxi debate yeah, it's like yeah. taxis are angry that Uber are taking all the things well if you did the job properly in the first place this wouldn't exist so you're, yeah. the, you're the Uber position <laughs> of American football we are the Uber of American football yeah I was thinking about that taxis the other day taxis are getting angry because they didn't do the job properly and they yeah, yeah. Well, so, I was thinking no, about no offense to taxi drivers <laughs> so but like I um, sorry to keep harping on the same thing about but how Aussies see it yeah after experiencing a few years of it now what is there anything that you could could tell people who say stuff about American football that you've seen yourself like alright you haven't changed your opinion on it's too slow and all that it's, but, it's, and pad it's crazy like it's like a, a sport for like gladiators like it's just mm. that much it's like so many hard hits and it's I think I said to someone once, it's like, it's unnecessary violence. Yeah. <laughs> because it's, it's ridiculous. Well, like, that's one thing. You're on the sidelines and you hear this stuff. Yeah. Crazy. One thing that excited me when I played was, you know, everyone's got an assignment. So I grew up with rugby league where it's like, it's the person has the ball is the focus. Yeah. And you just tackle them. Yeah. So it's like, there's a lot of one-on-one, two-on-one. Yeah. And then I go and play American football and it's like, someone's blocking someone. Someone's, yeah. there's it's, like, Nearly everyone's got a role on every play. That's it's, why it's so stop star, I reckon. Like, watching these plays and, like, how they play out is really beautiful. It's like, like, these coaches thinks of everything and then they're like, oh, he'll set up to here and then he'll go over here and swing around there and then that should open up there if everyone does their job. And it's like, they spend so many hours, like, in the meeting rooms just looking at how other defences play against their offence and it's like, there's, like, a lot of money, time and effort go into this game and it's like so popular and it's it's pretty cool and like the fact it gave me an opportunity to go over there like I'm like indebted to them for like like forever yeah it's like cool like this is awesome mm. yeah but at the same time like... it's like it seems sometimes like they're hits and I was like mate you didn't have to do that mm. and then it... that's why the flags come out it's like, it's like you didn't have to do that <laughs> that's a penalty <laughs> like if, yeah that, what you say then it's, it sounds cheesy to say this but it's like you know, if you could ask 
13-year-old Dane, or it sounds silly, but you never would have thought no, you'd be in America. I, I and, even say that to people. Yeah. I'm like, if you said to me 10 years ago that you would be in America punting, and then you would be in the top three punters for the season yeah. 2019, you got to go to Atlanta into the College Football Awards and meet future first-round yeah. draft pick Joe Burrow, make a joke with him... <laughs> Yeah, like, that was no, awesome, man. That, um, that. What Dane's talking about is uh, he was in the top three nominees for the Ray Guy Award, which yeah. is the leading punter. Yeah, the best punter in the uh, in the nation. It was eventually won by Max Duffy, former Fremantle player. <laughs> and um, he's a really good player, and he was always going to win it. So I was just there for the free suit. So, <laughs> <laughs> But, like, you know, his team was always pinned back, and they yeah. needed a big kick. Yeah. No, no. But that's the that's funny thing about because, like, when I played, I, I played defense. And so it's this weird thing of like, you want to play. Yeah. But if you're on the field, that means your team's not yeah, going exactly. well. Do you feel a bit of that? Like if you're being used a lot, that means yeah. your team's not going. I like to make a joke and I'm like, I want to get out there, but I only want to hold. Like as I hold <laughs> the field goals and all that. Yeah. So every now and then it's good to punt. But I didn't even actually punt in my What's, last game. But can you tell us a bit about what that's like in itself, the, the holding? And I'll just, I'll, I'll finish off. Back to the uh, oh, yeah. how it all set up because we got on a bit of a tangent there. So I came back in December 2015. I learned how to punt, went through everything like with Chappie. By January 2016, um, Chappie had got my name out there to a few teams, and mm. Houston was the first team to offer me a, a scholarship. So I was on the on the phone in the library at Oakley studying <laughs> for my. Uh, this is Oakley, Melbourne, by the way. Oakley in Melbourne. Wherever. Just had a Savlaki and... Not like Mate, just down, just down <laughs> Eaton Mall there. Yeah. Great a, Southeast. Grabbed a Savlaki and then I... After the library to study for my SAT, which you hear about in all of these American movies. Yeah. So I was on the phone to the coach and he's like, I would like to offer you a scholarship <laughs> to the University of Houston. And I was like, oh, mate, great. Thanks for that. And then Chappie <laughs> had to step in. He goes, the reason why he's not too excited is because he's in a library studying for the SAT. <laughs> so I needed to do an SAT. Ah. which is a something admission test. The S doesn't stand for something. It, <laughs> it stands for something. Mm. But um, So I did that. I had to fly to Tasmania a couple of weeks later to take it. And then, um, so after that, it was just going to the gym 6 uh, a.m. every day and then working at Peter's Ice Cream. Just obviously a pretty good place. You've been there, Goxie, haven't you? Yeah, is that the Mulgrave one? Yep. <laughs> so I was a, an outbound sales rep on the phone. I wasn't up. there to work, though. <laughs> Just you were to, put to work. Yeah, yeah. I had yeah. to eat a few maxi bonds. Yeah. <laughs> it was great there. So, yeah, everything worked out. Like, the fact that I had a, a job that allowed me to, to work out in the morning and then punt in the afternoon, earn money and all that. That was really good. So, I really appreciate uh, Peter's Ice Cream there. And ESPN went into Peter's Ice Cream to do a few filmings. But uh, Peter's Ice Cream didn't realize, like, how many people would be watching this. Like, millions and millions of people have seen these videos. And they didn't... The same with mine, mate. No. <laughs> they, <laughs> they didn't let them in the um the the factory so you're in the factory you know how hard that is to get in there with <laughs> yeah. cameras oh, that is ridiculous but we all want to have a, a little video with vice yeah <laughs> <laughs> well mate it's hard hitting journalism yeah. it's different at kicking I, I, was, I was watching the, the the chicken salt one wasn't it in south australia yeah yeah, yeah that was a nice one too <laughs> yeah well, see see sport didn't work out for yeah. me but there's still other opportunities in Still life, a few packs, like yeah, because um, I could only kick forty meters. Yeah. <laughs> but back to the story it was um, just like a lot of uh, training to get myself ready to go there, and then fast forward to June two thousand sixteen, I moved over, 
Um, I shot a gun a couple of days later when I went to America. <laughs> it was 4th of July. That's kind of first cab off the well, Do they make you do that or you wanted to? <laughs> yeah, they, they lined you up at the uh, It's like, if you're going to live here, you're going to have to shoot a gun. They line you up at the airport to let you in here to shoot a gun. <laughs> no, we're, we're down in um, down near the border of Mexico. One of the guy I was staying with, his family are from uh, really close there. And he's like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to let off a firework. And the firework starts to flare at the top of the sky. That's when it's about to go. So then shoot. Because then they'll just think it's the firework going off. So, <laughs> so I've got a loaded gun in my hand. I'm like, what is going on here? And they're like, all right, just shoot. In the air or on the ground? He goes, in the air. So like the firework went off. I'm like, bang! <laughs> and then went to another place with another gun. He's like, all right, here's a big gulp cup. which is like this huge mm. like uh, fountain drink cup. And he goes, just shoot that. And I'm like, all right. And I went, bang! And I like, went straight through it. Really loud. Guns are really loud, by the way. They're yeah. so loud. And... Um, this is where your country Victorian upbringing comes in here. <laughs> well, I had shot a gun previously, just the once. It was um, out at Benigo when I was working on a farm, and it was at a tree. So I would have thought your, your upbringing in Bunyip would have no, been. No, no guns did Bunyip, but um, all my mates did. We, we, didn't, we weren't on a farm, we were just on a, the best house in Bunyip. <laughs> That's what I always call it. But uh, then after that, it's just crazy. Like the whole, it was, it was a whirlwind. Uh, my first game was probably the best game to ever have as a first game. My parents were there. My beautiful fiance Kiara was there. And uh, it was against Oklahoma. And if you don't know much yeah, about football, Oklahoma is one of the good teams. Mm. We played Baker Mayfield, who's yeah. the number one draft pick who's now at the Cleveland Browns. So this was which stadium? Your NRG Stadium was the actual Texans Stadium. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Houston's um, stadium in the NFL. So the first game there, seventy thousand people, and um, I had four punts or something like that, all in the second half. So I was nervous in the first half. Didn't even get to punt. And I come yeah. out. They're like, "This is great. You should play more often. You don't have to punt." I'm like, <laughs> standing here being really nervous. <laughs> first punt, I get out there. I'm like, "Don't look up. Don't look up." Like these, it's like playing in the like, Quidditch stadium these like stands are right above you or whatever yeah, yeah. and um, so I walk out there and I punt and this is a this is a roof stadium is that yeah, right it's, yeah, yeah it's like a dome. yeah so like, you, was that an assistance because you don't want wind blowing no, around you, you want to play in as many stadiums as you can like the, the closed roof stadium it's just like but I mean, even for a first game, like the last yeah, thing you which, need is the ball because you yeah. got to catch the ball. That's one thing. Yeah. You know when people hang shit on yeah. it and the Aussies, they're like, oh, you just you just kick. But you've, you've, also, kick. you've also got this you ball coming at you from and a long you've snap. you've also got 11. You've got 10, 300-pound, 200-pound guys running at you. Yeah. So. so you're there, you step out. Catch it, and then I just let off a punt. Like 44, 45-yard fair catch, which means that's the best result you can ever have for a punt. Mm. Like Obviously, you can get it further, but if you're hitting like a 44-yard, 45-yard with no return, the coaches will eat that up every day. They'll be like, yes, yes, yeah. that's exactly what we Just want. Just keep doing that. Keep yeah. doing that. Because um, for those that don't know... Um, if you kick it too long, it goes into the end zone. Yeah. That's a touchback, yeah, which bring is like it back to the twenty. Which so. yeah, so there's actually better kicks than yeah. just super far one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you want to keep it as far as close uh, as close as possible to the end zone without going in, or just make sure the returner doesn't have any room to return. There's a, there's a bit of lawn balls to it, isn't it? You, yeah, you, like, you, you you want to you want it to pull up short. <laughs> yeah, a bit of golf cross with lawn balls. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I had a good game. We won that in the end. It surprised everyone because. Uh, they were ranked like six or something and um, out of yeah. 130 teams. So we beat them. That was pretty cool. And then 
Yeah, that's when my career started there. And now, 50 games later, I've never played 50 games in my life, other than for the Bunyip Footy Club. But uh, every team I just chopped and changed. And yeah. Found, finally and found a team of the Cougs. What, and what a journey. Like, you've, like, literally, we say that in life, but it's not really a journey. Yeah, what a journey. But, and, and some of those games, like, it's college football, but you're also playing, like, Navy. Is there any other, anything like that? Some yeah, strange sort of... That was weird, playing against people who were about to go and kill people in, um, <laughs> in a few years' time when they get deployed. Mate, we've all been to Frankston. We've all played Frankston. <laughs> oh, sorry, can we edit that out? <laughs> South Mornington. <laughs> and we, um, yeah, it's, just, it's weird. Like, these guys are about to go put their body on the line for their country and... They mm. get to play a bit of football before it. But the thing is about that, like, it's free. Everyone is on a scholarship at Navy. But if you play for four years, you're required to work four years plus another four years. Yeah. Well, there was so a controversy a few years dumb. ago about a guy from Navy, I think it was, yeah, or one of them, for entering the NFL draft. Yeah. So he, and he, people were like, what? Remember. you got to represent our country yeah. now. I can't remember his name, but he went to the Patriots and right near the Patriots was like a base that he could work at at the same time as the Patriots. And then, so he was kind of doing it that way. Mm. But um, I think for the greater good, if you're, if you're a good player, like the, the president could probably give you a pardon, presidential pardon. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how that works. Like, yeah, it's like sport in America, so why not? It's like, I got the call up from the Navy, but Bill Belichick wants me to play in the <laughs> NFL. Like, you know. And you go, all right, uh, Navy, can you just let me go for a couple of years while I go to play in the NFL? <laughs> Yeah. And um, what's the sort of vibe you get from from the other the other student players? Is there a lot of like, this is my life kind of yeah. like this has got to happen? Is that kind of like tense like that? Yeah, they they like they're all in. They're like, yeah, this is happening for me. Like, I'm gonna go to the league. I'm gonna go to the league. But the relative, well, the uh, the relative statistics show that you're not going to the yeah. league. No, because like they might say. Uh, like this many people are in high school and then out of this many people in high school this many people get a college scholarship and out of this many people who play in college this many may get to the league for um, a minimum three years or one year or something like that well that's why these like NRL guys aren't with you like these NRL guys that have tried it's like good on them I I admire what they're doing but it's bloody hard because you've got a whole country of insane athletes that have had their whole life building up to it since yeah. five or six. What the Jared Hayne would have made it if he had gone to a college for one or two years or something, just to get a base understanding of what is required. It's learning and learning. That's why um, one of the, the football commentators or someone was saying about the punters saying, why don't they, the Australians just go into the NFL? And it's like, well, some of them want an education to get a degree and all that. And others don't know what they're doing. Yeah. So they need the, um, the college system to teach them. So you're not all as talented as Ben Graham and Sav Rocker who can just come in and go in and, mm-hmm. and play in the NFL. Like it, it helps going to, to college and, if it's, it's a, if it's available, then why wouldn't you take it? And do you kind of look at those guys as a bit of a guide to what you're doing or, or something to aim to? Like, well, I, I looked at their age the other day of when they made it, and I'm actually younger than them right now. Mm. So that's that's given me a bit of a burst of energy. So now I've got, I'm, like, I'm speaking to a few teams and all that, and I'm like, well, I'm younger than these guys and it worked out for them. So it's literally just up to me, really. Right. And it, I guess is that 
um, like I guess it is one of those few sports where you can be a bit older yeah. and play it. Like you don't, there isn't like this. Oh, you're thirty and you've kind of had it. Yeah. Do, do you feel kind of happy that that's kind of worked out? Yeah, that, that, that does work in my favour. That um, there's punters that punt till they're forty. If you're a kicker as well, that's uh, sorry. I should have my phone off. <laughs> <laughs> punters punt till they're. 30 or 40 kickers like Adam Venateri is like 44 or 45 or something yeah. like that so there's so, so many elements to the yeah, game it's because you're very protected at the same time if you do your job then you won't get hit mm. so that's it's just up to you if you can keep your body in in order and check and all that and how has it been kind of like balancing that are you you're also studying while you're over there yeah, the um, that was like the one of the whole reasons I went to America in the first place because I wanted to study. I knew that I needed to um to get uh, further my education if I wanted more money. So. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the whole like uh, I was mentioning before about us growing up seeing the American movies with the college experience and yeah. all that. Can you tell us a bit about that, like game day. Like, do you have all the marching bands and yeah. cheerleaders and and the a lot of people wouldn't realise how big it is. Like, they're actually big stadiums, the college stadiums, right? Yeah, the, um, it's, everything you see in the movies is 100% correct. It's like, uh, these... So, like, like Van Wilder, there's all the pranks going on. Yeah. Maybe in the frat houses. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, And I would expect so. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, what would you say, uh... The college football stadiums are huge. We, like, I'm a big fan of the, the... Spirit of Houston, which is the marching band that the students play in. And um, I even got some uh, custom trading cards made for myself. I had I wrote a thank you on it and all that, and I handed it out to the 300 students or whatever. So that That's was, so good. That was, um, it was pretty cool, and they, they really liked the support, and I was like, I really love your music, so there you <laughs> well, go. Look, a lot of Aussies criticise things becoming Americanised. Do you think like we could have like a Collingwood marching band or? A- I think there is a there is room because I love the sound of the marching band and it's like you just hear it that first time you're like what is this this is awesome but some of the people have like had it their whole lives they're like oh it's just the marching band I'm like dude you don't realize yeah. how awesome this is yeah the people yeah. are playing music while you're playing a football game and just the like I've only ever, like I said never been out of Australia but. It's all looking from afar, but it just seems so such passion. Like the the students are in the stands, wearing all the colours, yeah. and there's so much going yeah. on. And if you've got, um, it's difficult for some teams to have that support because they might be a basketball school. So all the students just love going to the basketball games. Like yeah, Duke is a basketball school. It's not yeah. really known for its football. So you'll have more students go to the basketball games, especially if you've got like a Zion playing and all that. <laughs> But if like a football team like LSU and Alabama and Clemson and all that, that's like the students go to those games for the football. And they're often in areas that don't have a pro team, aren't they? Yeah. So, they... so like LSU is in uh, Louisiana and Baton Rouge and the closest pro team is probably like, it's, oh, it's an hour and a half down the road to uh, the New Orleans Saints, but that's... Um, that's not like a good example. So. <laughs> well, I, 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 Alabama I, is one, yeah. and Clemson is another one. Because so. my sister, um, she lived where In Florida. Wisconsin. Yeah, my sister lived where Florida State was, which Tallahassee. is uh, Tallahassee yeah. in Florida. Because her boyfriend, oh, husband now, sorry, yeah. uh, is American, 
and he's originally from Boston College. So okay. like, she's been a little bit in I think that. The Boston sort of, College of the Bulldogs. Um, Eagles, I think. Well, I you, it was an that. animal. You were close. No, no, no. I, I get mine <laughs> wrong because because Boston University are the Bulldogs. Boston College oh, of the Golden yeah. Eagles. Is well, like, um, I think in Texas, there's like a million, there's like A and M, Tech, all the different. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a uh, Houston Cougars. And what's <laughs> so? What's Houston like as a place itself? What, how'd you find that? Uh, I look at the the skyline of Houston and think maybe that's like Melbourne 15, 20 years ago. But like Houston is so spread out, like it takes an hour to get from one side of Houston to the other. And you're um, just like a lot of sprawl. Yeah, exactly. So like. It's uh, a lot of built-up areas. There's um, there's a medical district with a lot of like there's one of the best medical districts in the, uh, America as well. So lots of high rises there, and then down the other side there's the gallery area with like more buildings, but it's like spotted around. But it's a really really awesome place. It's like a big melting pot of culture. So it's you you make the most of the um, like what is presented in front of you. Like are you gonna get angry that like you you don't have your favorite thing here or you're just going to go out and try some new stuff it's, has that been a bit of a change for you like the lifestyle aspect of it like, at the start it was like mm-hmm. i had a lot of weird foods at the start and, uh, <laughs> my body was like what is going on here and then in my uh would have been i can't remember what year it was but i just like kept eating like just kept getting thick <laughs> and then i was like i was lifting weights as well so it was like yeah, I'm getting heavy because I want to lift a lot of weights. And then in the end, my knees were like, hey, can we lose a bit of weight? <laughs> so you can do a lot of running soon. So you know, just like, all I did was just like, just stopped eating Texas sized meals. And then we, I went back to my normal weight. So. Yeah. But like, it's funny you say that because the, the cliches, you know, we've, in our minds, we've got a lot of cliches about America. Is when you see one of those, you know, you go past a big Texas cowboy. Yeah. You're like, okay, like there, there's that thing. I was going to wear my cowboy boots. <laughs> That's the only reason I got you along, mate. Like, what's going on? Um, oh, cool. Well, it's so interesting to hear about uh, the American experience. Um, we want to hear about Dane, the person. Can you tell us just a bit about yourself? What do you do for fun? And- well, um, go for the Boston Bruins. Thanks to... Um, the Happy Gilmore when he was wearing the Boston Bruins stuff. Oh. You know, always you pick your my, pick yeah. your sports teams based on the movies you see. Yeah, most of you can do. most of everything I do in my life is off of what happened in the comedy movies I yeah. watched growing up. You've been trying to stop people with like a remote control. <laughs> I think I got onto Green Bay Packers. It was so long ago, but through yeah. like Chris Farley, he okay. was from there and was a big fan. So he was one of my favorite comedians. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, yeah, I grew up in Bunyip and um, famous for probably Shane Mumford eating a lot of sausages. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing he's most known for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, change the subject. <laughs> uh, but what, so, what was life like there, mate? Um, obviously played a lot of footy. Um, yeah, grew you up. Got, you got pretty... You did get pretty... Do, so what did you VFL or got pretty far with footy? Yeah, we played in the TAC Cup 2007 with Gippsland Power. Has um got lucky enough to play in the first three games and the last two. So there was a big chunk of the season I didn't play. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my sports career. But it, like, I'll just say, if I was a bit bigger, like uh, weight wise, I probably would have been one of those um, project ruckmen. Mm. I was just too skinny. They're like, he's he's a project of a project run. Yeah. So like, I was too skinny 
to get in. Um, I kicked two goals in my first game against Eastern Rangers. Oh, sick. So uh, if I kept that up, then my money for jam would have got would have suckered an AFL team into giving me money for about five years, and they realised this guy's not a project at all. <laughs> but um, yeah, after that, I was a goal umpire uh, during my time back oh, um, when I was in high school because Dad was a goal umpire too. So I wouldn't play senior footy; I'd just go and goal umpire after playing under 18s, and then had to play senior footy in 2007 because, like, when you're not playing Gippsland Power, you're expected to play for your local team, which is the, the seniors. Yeah. Playing, trying to get a game again before Shane Mumford when they're <laughs> picking him mm. before you, um, it's pretty tough. So played uh, under-18s as well. Um, grew up throwing rocks at trains as they pass by. That's like the local thing you do. Yeah. yeah. How you going? Sorry. This is my uh, beautiful fiance. Oh, oh, hey. Sorry. <laughs> so from the venue, I'm like, I'm sure I told him that we're... I was looking for him for ages and I just said to go, can I come in? <laughs> so, sorry about that. Sorry. Uh, where was I? Um, she might be able to offer some uh, interesting stories. Uh, about oh, any embarrassing stories about that. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, back in Bunyip. So, um, yeah, grew up throwing um, rocks at trains, the freight trains. That's what you do. It's mm. just like... Um, not a lot of uh, entertainment in the local town, but I think it was about 1,500 people there, 200 people at the, the primary school. I think there's a second primary school there now, but um, no, I didn't throw rocks at trains. I put the, tra- <laughs> put the rocks on the tracks to yeah. see what would happen and just turn the rocks into dust. So <laughs> found that out pretty quickly. And you're not far from Gumbaya World, yeah. am I saying that correctly? Gumbaya Park, yeah. yes. Oh. I, look at I was Gum- well off. <laughs> I look at Gumbaya Park now. I think it is Gumbaya World apparently but um, <laughs> you look at Gumbai Park back in the day you're like yeah that's it's going to be done pretty quickly like <laughs> all it was is a toboggan down the hill and lots of picnic areas and um, thinking yeah this is this is alright for a 13th birthday but someone bought it out and they've turned into like the Gold Coast yeah. or so to say like the Gippsland's <laughs> version of the Gold Coast and like you look at it you're like now you can't bring your food in. It's just, it's gone too mainstream. Yeah, I, I was really surprised. It's being it gentrified, yes. Because like, my mum's moved out to Meetung. Okay. And so, like, I was doing the drive out there to see mum, and then I was like, oh, it's there. Like, yeah. How is it not just, you know, one of those abandoned theme parks? Exactly. So, like, before they got bought out, someone lit the lyrebird on fire, which is, like, a huge... The bird, they updated oh. that. <laughs> so, like, the bottom of it was, like, on fire. <laughs> That's a, a, that's a good way to make things update like just well, vandalise them I think um, that made the local underbelly episodes in the area who <laughs> who uh, who lit this on fire yeah but um, yeah other than that like went to high school in Warrigal which is uh, home of Craig Hutchison awesome <laughs> <laughs> I think that's about it <laughs> well, it was now it's home of you yeah nah. <laughs> um, well, um, yeah and so what what's next for you you're back here for a little bit and yep. then like looking at NFL clubs and things like that or yeah that well um, first thing on the menu is to get married to uh, this beautiful girl who just interrupted our oh, podcast <laughs> <laughs> and you yeah. would have said that even if she didn't walk in <laughs> yeah. so um, yeah me and Cheech been dating for over five years now uh, the last three and a half years have been long distance in going back and forward between America and Australia. Yeah. So, That's why he's now got no hair left. 
I've been I've been following it online. I feel like I'm a part of it, even though I just met you. Oh, I'm yeah. glad. That's the beauty of, of the yeah. social. Yeah, that's really helped us because like having the technology to like FaceTime and to like um, message yeah. and all that. Long distance not is not what it used to be. Imagine yeah. no, imagine no, like snake. And then the mail. girlfriend can be like, I can see, <laughs> yeah. I can see the weight Look, you're gaining and that's stuff. That's how I knew he was here because I have him on find my friends. I'm like, I know he's here. I will find you. <laughs> yeah. But um, and you also do the. Um, I've seen like the graphic design. You do some great stuff with that. Yeah. So thanks for that. I um, I dabbled in that for like a long time, like Microsoft Paint. And all oh, that. I know it well. Yeah. If anyone seen my gig <laughs> gig posters. And then um, when you're uh, this goes back to um, university. So when you're in university, you need to choose a major and a minor. So I majored in advertising, which is a communications degree, one of the easiest degrees to get. So I've got that piece of paper that now gets me to job interviews, saying you have to interview me now. <laughs> I make the qualifications. And it's hungry jacks though, but yeah. And then um, sorry, after that that was a live blow. It's nothing wrong with hungry jacks. I know. <laughs> oh, I know that very you don't well. Have to tell God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then um, you have to choose like a, a minor. So I was like, I've gone through the minors, and I'm like, what am I gonna do? Like, I don't want to do business. I don't want to do like adding up and stuff. And then I was like, I don't want to do art because that's just too much on it. And then I, I stumbled into like digital media, and then they were doing like a, a similar graphic design thing, and I was like, that is perfect. And it mm. turned out to be really perfect because. I've been doing a little bit of graphic design stuff and I'm just at like the, the base of the mountain of what I can like overcome in the next like couple of decades with graphic design. I'm really interested to see where that's going to take me. And um, I managed to uh, do our uh, wedding invites as well. So, um, so cash there. So, sorry, lads, you, you didn't actually make the cut. It's a very... very... <laughs> I mean, that's why we had you here today. <laughs> If I had this info at the start, we could have found another guest. <laughs> VIP guest list. Uh, was, where, where is it? It's in the Botanical Gardens. Oh, wow. So it was, uh, we were really looking forward to that one. But um, yeah, Kiara found some stuff online on um, Pinterest. I think she's like, if you can make them like this, this would be great. <laughs> so and I, you got exactly what so I was. So I found the person who made the design of like, because it was like leafy and stuff like that. And I was like, I'll buy that off you. And then because it was like Etsy as well, I thought it was selling for like $15. And I was like, yeah. I can do that. So then I, because I had the file, I like edited it and changed it around, modern, modernized it and all that. And then um, at the same time, I was learning how to do printing and like cutting up stuff. So I was said to my teacher, I'm like, hey, can I print out my wedding invites? He goes, yeah, just bring us the paper. So we had this like really nice quality paper, like cardstock and all that, like thick. And then... I printed them out and we put them into the guillotine like we just typed in the buttons and like chop 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 and then all of a sudden I got like the stack of invites and it only cost the amount of money it cost for the paper it's plus the stamps now for <laughs> I'm like I'm just looking in from the outside so forgive me if I'm wrong but it seems like the last few years not just with the punning but things are really kicking off with yeah, you know like, I'm, I'm very lucky with how things have happened in the last few years and literally everything I've done in the last few years has literally changed my life like I've gone from uh, no offence to the people working at the call centre as <laughs> ice cream but I've gone from working at the call centre I was, I was unhappy with a few jobs before that like yeah. you skip from job to job and all that and now I've like got some direction in my life and I know that I'm going to be successful with whatever I do because I've got the support network of my beautiful fiance, my family and all that. And I've built up everything and playing college football for the last 
uh, four years has really like given me that edge, like competitive edge, and yeah. like knowing that if you can do that, live overseas, follow all the instructions. Like this, we're talking about like five a.m. wake ups for like gym every day, and then running and and then just following instructions. Like well, if you can do like, that, you know, the process of success. Yeah. Like, exactly. And you can yeah. apply that to other stuff. Yeah. And it's like if you can do that, then you, really there's nothing stopping you from doing what you love and getting paid for it at the same time. So what I love is like designing stuff. And also making people happy. So if I can find myself in a job that allows me to design stuff, do some media stuff, and also bring college <laughs> football to Melbourne, I think that we're yeah. in for a good life. I'm glad you agree with me. I was a bit worried. I was going out on a limb there, and you were going to say, nah, stuff you. Like, my whole life's been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just trying to get out there. It's just, uh, it's just really, really cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Cool. Oh, well, um, thanks so much, Dane. It's been awesome to have you on, and I hope uh, I'm All Ears listeners have appreciated it, it, it. It's just like such a great story of Thank that. You. Like, like it's your li- whole life has changed. Like, it's, yeah, it, it's it amazing. Has. Like, it's such a, an interesting story. And I would think my whole life has changed because oh. this beautiful oh. girl here, she told me to quit my job when back in 2000. And, so any girlfriends out there listening, <laughs> tell your boyfriend to quit his job. She, she, she knew, Back him in. Yeah, she I knew. I needed to free him to find one before he quit. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't, so and he was worried about his You're like, <laughs> I had a mortgage. I had a mortgage. You're like selective memory. Yeah. I, said, I said, find a better job. <laughs> find one you enjoy once. Yeah you've got that then you can quit <laughs> yeah she noticed that I wasn't enjoying my job and like I wasn't really getting anywhere and I had a mortgage and I was like yeah good idea quit. this isn't the Peters one though is it no, no this no, was, was I was working for the racing form guys I was like, going to say if, any, if anyone's listening we need ice cream so don't stop working there definitely <laughs> keep making anyway um no, nah, but thanks heaps man best best of luck uh, with the futures anything you'd like to plug or where can people find you? Um, <laughs> and, and, and if, any NFL clubs listening? Uh, if you need any NFL clubs listening, um, I uh, would love to punt in the NFL. Just give uh, me an opportunity. Green Bay Packers, uh, please hire him. No, no. Our guy's not too bad. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's all right. J.K. Yeah. Scott there. But um, no, you can find me. Follow me at, on Twitter, at D-Roy. And Instagram is underscore D-Roy. Because right, D-Roy well, was taken. So. <laughs> We've all been there. You need a weird name like me. No. <laughs> well, you can find me at Solo underscore. Nah, thanks heaps, mate. And thanks for listening to another episode of I'm All Ears. Cheers, guys.